0: But I feel like this isn't close enough to either of us. Okay. I'll project. No, I'm ready. Yeah. Do I need to be closer to you? No. You're probably fine. It matters more that my voice is heard and (laughs) less that your voice is heard. Welcome to Serves You Right. But we started. How are you today?
1: I'm well. I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah, really well. I feel like the first thing that I want to talk about is your reluctance to be here.
1: <laughs> is this an ambush?
0: <laughs> yeah, Tyler, look me in the eye and tell me why you didn't want to... You're the only one out of the two years that I've done this podcast, you know. There's nobody who I've asked to be on who's not like, oh, I would hate to talk about myself for an hour like I I want to know
1: uh-huh. I don't really have a good reason I don't have a good answer for that um I was just saving it for your birthday
0: that's a damn lie because you've you told me what the reason was and I think it's interesting and I want you to expand on it do you remember
1: what was the reason
0: so you're a musician oh right and you have a persona and you don't really yeah. want to. I you don't really want to mix your music persona with your like.
1: Well, it's less the mixing of the two, more that I just guess I didn't want to just discuss serving tables, but also your focus on the bachelorette angle always made me uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable <laughs> in like a bad way, but just like yeah, I don't know because. Like I don't give a fuck about bachelorette parties. <laughs>
0: it's less about, like I'm this not This is a try- great way
1: to start this.
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to By the way, this is Tyler Jackson. Please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, my name's Tyler Jackson. I am um, a server of 10 years in Asheville, North Me Carolina. Too. Yeah. Both of decade, us 10 years. A decade of dreams. As
0: they say. <laughs> <laughs> a decade of lost dreams. Yep. Are we allowed to uh call you musashi zero or are you like banksy those two like it's no, like a secret fine. Um, No, one so knows i make that.
1: music i make hip-hop music i rap and um make music videos and all sorts of different things under the moniker under the the name musashi zero
0: perfect amazing so now everybody knows who you are i was not trying to make that your identity like i wasn't trying to
1: i know i know it's
0: just something it's just something that we have to talk about because it's so interesting to me we'll get there later
1: yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll, later. we'll, we'll unpackage that
0: but you, I mean <clears throat> you are the first person who was I asked like ever so I was nervous because at that point I hadn't worked in a restaurant very long and there were a couple of people who I was kind of scouting like who would be good to talk to and you were one of them and I asked you when you were straight up <laughs> <laughs> you were straight up like nah I'm all right I'm like I'm
1: good um <laughs>
0: And I mean, it's important. It's important for me to be rejected every now and again. Like,
1: well, here I, I am. I
0: deserve to be humbled.
1: Uh uh-huh. It wasn't to humble it's you. Good for I don't me. think it was that. Well, our. I don't know how early. I don't know how long it took you to ask following our first meeting. Anyways, you know, um, mm-hmm. that being.
0: Should we talk about our first meeting now?
1: We can do later? it later. But you know, it was just there was a lot of reasons. I don't remember exactly the re- the reason for the reluctant response. Um, a combination of things for sure
0: could it have been perhaps that you hadn't heard my podcast yet and you didn't know whether or not it was trash
1: yeah that would be part of it (laughs) i've listened to when i drove to raleigh to perform at a hopscotch after party
0: what the fuck does that mean
1: hopscotch is a big festival how are
0: you just gonna say that like i know what that means
1: the people in the know will know okay um (laughs) raleigh has a yearly music festival called hopscotch and uh my friend uh rodney oak city slums um was performing as well as throwing an after party that uh he booked me to perform on and i'm trying to remember all the biggest names that played james blake was one of the bigger names that played because that's really Um, important
0: and relevant but Yeah It
1: was a big music festival It wasn't like cool. a random Like indie festival It was like a bigger festival And I I was driving to Raleigh And that was the first time I had listened to Uh Your podcast Which would have been In September Um What episode was it?
0: Probably Ness's
1: Yeah Actually Yep Cause y'all told that story about Um There's like feces all over a bathroom Or something Yeah Yeah I remember being really grossed out By that episode Yeah
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that I could gross you, you out. You left an impression. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was a, a subpar one. Anyways, yeah. So I was very humbled by Tyler's reluctancy to be on my podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> you win some and you lose some. And it turns out I lured him here.
1: I play hard to get.
0: Oh my god. Lightning. You look like a um, fuck boy. No. Oh, thank you. Well yeah. But you look like a retired mobster. Like retired mobster? Like living in a living in Florida. Like well, at I'm the, kinda, at the age of sixty five. With your open toed sandals, yeah, my toes and look your like shit. glasses. Yeah, go get a pedicure. We were supposed to get a pedicure at one point in time.
1: Yeah, and I'm still so down to do it.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Even in the COVID era.
1: Yeah, you can give me a pedicure. We'll give each other petties. No. Okay. No,
0: absolutely not. We will pay someone to give both of us buddies. Okay. Sure. Moving on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our first encounter. Th- this is let's something go. that co- this is something that comes up. Like, <laughs> are you okay?
1: <laughs> Just warming up.
0: Um, it's something that is a like repeating theme in the podcast. Is and I didn't even mean for it to be, but it's kind of funny to reflect on. My first encounter with my guests. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about it with Michael. I talked about mm-hmm. it with Zoe, and those were both lovely first encounters. Ours, <laughs> ours, not so much. Wasn't my fault. No, well, it, was and it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay, so talk about talk about your version, and I'll talk about my version. Okay. Because I, well, I, I think
1: you were working a morning shift, mm-hmm. and I was coming in during shift change. I was a night shift. And, um, I was replacing you. I was relieving you of your section, which most people are pretty happy to get their relief in. <laughs> and, um, you were maybe in your first like week of serving, like on the floor without a trainer. Um, and I think I just, I was just trying to like sign you out and see what you had done and see what you needed. And, um, it's and the opposite you say, Tyler.
0: It's totally the opposite.
1: What was it? Yeah. Tell me.
0: I was working morning. And you yeah. were working night. Oh, wait. Yeah.
1: yeah no, no, no. You
0: were working morning and I was working night. Oh, really? Because you came to me talking about the things you had done already.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's right. the one. God, that was so long ago. I, I don't work morning. I haven't worked a morning shift in like a year. Okay, yeah. So I was working a morning shift. She was my relief. She, I came to her while she was on the computer to tell her all the things that I had done so that I could get my signatures so that I could just leave. And in doing that, she interrupted and cut me short to tell me that she didn't need my whole life story. And um, and I was like, who is this bitch?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, what the fuck?
0: Here's the thing. Because in preparation for our recording session today, I kind of like reflected on that. I was like, why was I such a bitch to Tyler? That's a good question. Besides... Other than the fact that I'm kind of just a bitch, in general, but kind of, kind of you know, kind of. But I actually think there's like a <laughs> nugget of relevance in there to like what we're trying to discuss, which is like serving. I think is a super, and especially now that we're in a place uh, in our restaurant where we have a whole crowd of new people coming in, mm-hmm. it's kind of a territorial thing.
1: It can be. For some people.
0: And I think that I've... And it's a territorial thing. It requires you to have a really, really thick skin. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think that as a new employee in a new place, which I don't think I realized at the time like that you were also very new. You had only been there like a week prior to me.
1: Uh, I started March 24th, I think. I it was know. my first shift on the floor.
0: How can you remember that?
1: Um... Because COVID, the restaurant shut down uh, about a year after I had started because of COVID. I remember my one-year anniversary had been coming up, and uh, that was right when everything went.
0: I just think that um, the restaurant I had worked in prior, and even the one I had worked in prior to that, there was a lot of, like seniority a lot of bullying a lot of like and i just think i came in there with a mindset of i'm not going to be fucking pushed around by <laughs> by anybody anyone
1: that knows me knows i don't push anyone around
0: well i mean I'm like
1: the goofiest like most like i don't give a shit about this server <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just had to make sure that people knew i was a bad bitch right sure, off the bat
1: yeah yeah so
0: but lucky for you
1: thorns barbs
0: lucky for me uh-huh i had to um re-approach you with my tail between my legs weeks later because i needed to ride home <laughs> that's true <laughs> so then our friendship blossomed into the beautiful yeah. garden that it is now
1: well i don't take much personally i didn't take that moment personally i was just like you
0: did take it personally because you remembered it and i didn't
1: i mean yeah i definitely remembered it but i remember all sorts of stuff and in restaurants you can't really take much personally i don't take much personally i don't Um, I, I actively have trained myself in restaurants to, I think most people that know me outside of work and then people that know my, the way I am inside of work, there's like a clear bit of a difference when I'm at work. I like, don't fucking like it's, everything's a joke and I'm just like there to goof off, serve my tables and, you know, just do whatever needs to be done in the moment. But I'm not really taking that serious and I don't really take anything that personal. I don't take my tables that personally. I don't take the money that personally, the tips, So, Or at least I try not to, you know? Um. Well, that
0: leads me into my next question, which is another thing that I was reflecting on when I was like, what am I going to talk to Tyler about? Michael and I just discussed for kind of a long time, you know, the serving persona and how you'll walk by a table or you'll walk by someone you've known for years and you listen to them talk and you're like, that doesn't sound like the person I know and it's creepy. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what does Tyler sound like when he serves? And I thought about it and I thought about it and then I was like... I don't fucking know what Tyler sounds like. Like, I have i don't think I've ever, like, actually paused and listened to you do your spiel or paid attention to your serving style. And maybe that's because you're really low-key about it.
1: I'm pretty laid back. Um, I mean, I'm, like...
0: Like, we're all out here acting like Disney Channel stars. Like, I don't do that. Like, we're, like, trying to be, like, theater kids about it. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, no, I don't. Care. I don't think that you do because I, I couldn't for the life of me think of what your serving style is. I
1: just try to be me serving tables, but uh, I'm very laid back. I say damn near anything I want within reason to most tables. Um, like
0: management is gonna love <laughs> listening. To I this. mean, I make
1: like when I'm working on the outside patio, one hundred one to one hundred four. You know, I just make I'll make fun of the fact that I'm serving tables in the street, in the rain, <laughs> in the hot sun, with cars driving by. I just make fun of it. I, I I tell people that if you can score brownie points with your table by making fun of the restaurant you work for, like tables love it. When you kinda mock and tease the place of work that you work at.
0: I think some do. Has it ever just completely not worked?
1: Nah, I think it gives you like a a, a united mindset of like, fuck the system, you know? It's uh it's like we all have a common enemy here, you know, it's it's this foretop and me versus the world right now. Uh, no, not actually like that. But um, I just like poke fun at stuff. I poke fun at the restaurant. I poke fun at, at the condition conditions that I work in with the mask and everything. And most people know I don't like sprint around restaurants like a crazy person. I kind of move around kind of slow. Um I'm
0: so slow. But I get my shit done
1: and I don't burn out and my mood is consistent. You know what I'm saying? I'm consistent. I can go the distance. That's the thing is... I can go the distance, I'm not trying to just like rush out of work, I'm not trying to just make my great escape, do my side work, and run out of the building like a crazy person. Like I'm really, I'm gonna take my time, I'm steady and I'm consistent, but I'm gonna get it done, it's all gonna happen, and that's how my tables get it too. And um, and for the most part, it's well received.
0: Why do you think you're so chill?
1: Um, I think in restaurants, because it's a circus nightmare freak show. So. There's not really any way to control it anyway, so...
0: But um, don't you feel like sometimes being a little perky will get you that extra $5? You don't think that's worth it?
1: um, I think that my chill demeanor and, like, fun... Because it's not like I don't make jokes and, like, say stuff. It's just if they resonate with the jokes that I make and the the me that I present, then, yeah, it's going to work out. Um, But not everyone responds... The same to every kind of server. I know people that don't even want their server to hardly talk to them. I know people that want their server to be very engaged and jokey and happy and, like, elative. Um, It's a whole spectrum. And the people that like me are going to like me, and the people that don't still will appreciate the consistent, timely service anyways. But um, I don't think that... I think there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way way to get that extra $5 by being, like, a, a chill, like jokester type you know that also gets me that extra mile sometimes um
0: it's unusual and do you find <laughs> that financially that works for you
1: i think so yeah
0: okay yeah well, i make good
1: money i mean people like me i i had a two top um of middle-aged women leave me 80 dollars on 100 uh last week
0: last week
1: yeah wow. that was really cool they really hooked it up for me and
0: you don't think it had anything to do with the fact that your shirt was unbuttoned yeah. to your belly button Probably. not even a i mean bit. that probably helps let's you, talk about that
1: okay yeah let's we play the cards that were dealt in the, <laughs> and i have a nice hairless <laughs> chest
0: <laughs> oh my god so tyler i just remember i remember the first time we were downstairs we were waiting for the managers to come give us their lineup spiel and you just meander down there and your shirt is literally unbuttoned for the most part it's like it's it was wild.
1: There's like seven buttons on a button up.
0: Okay. And I've got We don't need to get into the semantics of it, but Just, you came downstairs and I was like, is this kid going to button up his shirt? No, I'm not. You look like fucking Tarzan.
1: No, I don't.
0: (laughs) Waiting tables. And I was just like, this is wild. And we went upstairs and I kept waiting, kept waiting for you to button up your shirt. And it just never happened. And it's been over a year and it still has never happened. It's not going to
1: happen. That's not how I serve. And it's been that way at every restaurant I've worked at. I've primarily worked night shifts. At most restaurants I've been at, and um, which usually requires So it's like a an
0: after-hours vibe.
1: It's just how I serve <laughs> at night shifts. It, I've done it at... I did it at Vinny's. I did it at Sunny Point. I did it... Um, well, I, at Melon Mushroom, I didn't have to wear button-ups. But, and I and I do it at... T- <laughs> um, I did it at Carmel's. Um, it's just... It's funny because I've literally never thought of it as that big a deal. And I've done it literally for upwards of like 10 years of service at different restaurants around the city. And at every restaurant, it becomes this joke. At every restaurant, it's always a joke of how I wear my shirts. But it's more comfortable. My body, my torso is more flexible when I reach for shit. It's like there's so many practical reasons why I do it. It's not, it's like literally in the hot ass summertime when dudes got to wear long sleeve button up shirts with collars and then you roll the sleeves up. Some people wear it all the way up to their neck buttoned up. It's uncomfortable. tight. It's, it's restricting your movement. I'm trying to have my chest out. Full range of motion.
0: Let me ask you something. When was the... Like, t- like walk me through what was going through your head the first time you decided you were going to fucking just I don't think anything let your freak fly fly. Nothing?
1: That's always how of, it's been? Um, I mean, I used to wear the my shirts like that when I was uh, younger. I've kind of always done button-ups like that. It's more comfortable that way. And... Um, I've never, no restaurant has ever, while they've all joked about it and while I've had a lot of managers, like, comment that it's not really policy to let me do that, that they've <laughs> never, like, expressly stopped me, every restaurant's been okay with me doing it, and there's something about my chest that I think oh my God. management appreciates oh my God. Uh, <laughs> across the board in the industry, not even just singular restaurants, but just... The, but imagine, in the if I industry.
0: Did. imagine if I did what you were doing.
1: Some women do. With Who their cleavage does? down.
0: It just depends on the outfit. I wore a black bra under a white shirt, not even like exposing my chest, but indicating that, yeah, I'm wearing a black bra under a um, white shirt. And I got slammed for that. So how are you just you able to be half it. naked? I, that I don't
1: know. I mean, that I that's a, you know, the patriarchy or something. I don't know what to <laughs> chalk that up to because it might have been a female manager that held you to it, but... Regardless, um, for sure, I've worked at restaurants where where women's cleavage is going hard too, and um, I say more power to them. I think uh, you got to employ the tools at your disposal in the <laughs> service industry to make that money, and um, you want to be comfortable doing it too.
0: You'll show your chest, but you won't like be perky.
1: Nah, I'm too chill. You know, it's like it's. <laughs> It's, it's part of the package It's part of the vibe You know It's like Chest out Vibe down yeah.
0: Okay So since we've gotten Into the chest out
1: I just don't think That hard about it That's the one thing I want people to know Is it's like It's not something I fucking think about It's Just more comfortable Like literally Actually more comfortable That way um, And at this point It's just like A running joke Cause I just think It's interesting That people even care That much
0: he trained somebody he trained somebody like a week ago and he was like all right first things first you gotta unbutton your shirt yeah
1: (laughs) well it's a running joke now so i figured i'd make a joke out it. management thought that was hilarious and he did i enjoyed training kyle training kyle was fun we just hung out with our shirts open and goofed off and tables loved having us as their (laughs) service with our shirts down Oh, really they did
0: did they that's we so were nice in, for you. We
1: were employing the arsenal of tools at our disposal. <laughs> and um he's got a, a little more hair on his chest and I have like no hair on my chest and um so I think there was a nice juxtaposition, a nice duality, a little bit of something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: This is insane. This has turned <laughs> to fucking madness. Well, since we're just talking about the bare chest and the tools at your disposal, we should probably move into the bachelorettes sure which i why are you so uncomfortable talking about that like if you got it flaunt it
1: because i don't know it's like
0: me and will touched on this just a little bit like about what talked about how i think that you know people there's this kind of um misunderstanding that women Servers, female servers, make more money than men. And I think that's bullshit.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with that.
0: Because is on that constantly. He's like, well, I didn't make 20% tonight because I'm a man.
1: Oh, that's bullshit. I
0: overheard him saying that. I'll have to cut that out because (laughs) or bleep his name out at the very least. But, you know, I think that women are more likely to gather. They are more likely to go out. They're more likely to come spend money in restaurants and i think that a f- i would agree with that a females or like a group of females is going to be way more excited about a guy with his shirt half off than they are going to be about me
1: i mean sometimes um
0: like i'm gonna give them amazing service but i'm not gonna be like
1: it's a roll of the dice well firstly i don't really even get that many phone numbers at tupelo i've <laughs> maybe only gotten two phone numbers not that i want them but as to just you know in relevant Conversation to what but I'm we're not even talking here.
0: about phone numbers. Well, usually
1: if they leave you a phone number, they don't tip. Yeah,
0: that's so, true.
1: And but I usually don't really get that crazy of tips from the tables of women that I serve, especially young women. Like, because young women know better; they 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 don't give a shit. But older women, sometimes I feel like it comes in handy. But um, I think some of these closeted married family men probably paying the bill appreciate my my open shirt too. So. You know, it's like you never know—you never know who's paying the bill. It's an interesting theory. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can you can feel free to dive into it if you want. I'm just saying that the reason I call you the Bachelor at Whisperer is not because I think you're like selling your body. I just think that they seem like you have this pack of women coming in, and they have matching shirts and tiaras and sashes, and they are on one. Beth's
1: babes. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut straws in hand. Right.
0: They're getting fucked up. They're there on a mission. Fun. And taming them is, you know, a chore. It's like a whole thing. And for some reason, your tables always seem, like, calm, cool, and collected. And I think it's... It's the vibe. (laughs) <laughs>
1: unless they're giving me anxiety which some bachelor parties do i want to tell that story i want to touch on that story go for it okay uh i had a i mean at the time i was table 38 and in, and then post-covid it's Why table do you 36 keep saying
0: table numbers like anyone who listens to this is going to know what you're talking you about you know what i'm talking about and okay. our
1: coworkers might listen to this they're probably the most likely to listen to They're on to
0: pins and needles for this episode to come out. They're like, we oh, want to really? know, we want to know what Tyler has right, to say. Right.
1: The, the, the enigma, <laughs> the chest out enigma, Tyler Jackson. Um, no. So yeah, it was, um, I was serving, a, I think 14 top of bachelorettes.
0: 14 is.
1: Uh, yeah, it was like 12 or 14. It's a
0: heavy group of bachelorettes. It was a lot
1: and it was really like stressful and I was in a weird mood that day. I was like tired and uh just wasn't in a great headspace but you still got to put on the show and serve the tables and Mm -hmm. be amicable and and courteous um but the drunker they got the more rambunctious and forward they became but i wasn't really like just because my chest's out doesn't mean you can like try to touch it you know what i'm saying or try to like withhold my tip Jokingly, to tell me that I need to kiss someone at the table,
0: <gasps> no, they didn't, yeah,
1: or jokingly try to unbutton my shirt while I'm Whoa. dropping off your drinks. And they I've were never being heard this story. Well, I didn't tell too many. Well, that night I told people at work how stressed I was because it was literally giving me anxiety because it was like so much attention and pressure, and I was already kind of like stressed out, kind of had my anxiety like bubbled up, and people think just because of the way that you look or are dressed that they can engage you in a certain way, especially when they're drinking. And
0: Hashtag I'm not asking for it.
1: Right, totally. (laughs) Like I'm down for the movement. I get it. So they were putting so much like pressure on me to to like try to play these games with them where they're trying to be flirty and fun and they want me to be flirty and fun back, but I'm not even on my base level really that much of that like Most of the time, I'm not like a flirty, fun, cool dude. I'm like kind of like a weird anxiety fucking stress dude, like in actuality. I would Um,
0: agree
1: with that. Yeah, but because like my shirt's kind of unbuttoned and because whatever the fuck, you know, the way they perceived me, they think that I'm supposed to play into these... um, play this role for them because I'm like the the bachelorette server guy but ultimately all they were doing were being loud, demanding touchy and weird drunk as fuck to a sober anxiety having server who was like getting so shaken up about how they were like putting their hands on him and I actually had a really negative response to it and that's why after they left the restaurant I was just venting to all the other servers I was like fuck them, get them out of here And three of them actually stayed back and apologized at the end. Three of them stayed back and were like, hey, we're really sorry for how our friends acted, for touching you, for like asking you to kiss them, for trying to unbutton your shirt. Um, And I really appreciated that. They tipped fine and everything, but uh, it was like overwhelming amounts of like attention and demand for me to like be away. And it was really difficult. Um, for well, it not and it's like, crazy because
0: up. can you imagine if that had been a group of bachelors and they had acted the same way towards a female server? Yeah,
1: they would have been kicked out.
0: They Yeah, they would have had hell rain down on them from high. And now I feel bad <laughs> for calling you the bachelorette whisperer.
1: I mean, not knowing
0: not, what you've been through. What I've
1: been through. Um, I mean, I think that ultimately people are just trying to have fun and they cross those lines and alcohol blurs those lines and... Um, it's not that I was uh deserved it because of the way I was dressed, but this is
0: so wild. But okay. you know,
1: the chest probably did kind of feel inviting to them. and when you wear your shirt open, I'll say this, the same way that say like if all right, so you're a woman serving tables and you greet a table and a man's checking you out. And you catch him, and then he looks up to your eyes, you know? But then as the meal goes on, he gets a little bolder, maybe a little more drunk or a little more confident, and then he stops being subtle or sneaky, and he starts just, like, staring at your chest, right? You know, like, when guys just get so bold, they don't give a fuck anymore, and they're just openly checking you out, and they don't even care to look away. When you wear your shirt open, like, serving tables, older women, like, will... That exact process happens, where by the end of the meal, they're just blatantly staring at my chest while I'm serving, and I get so uncomfortable sometimes I'll, like, bring it up a button just until they leave because I'm, like, not trying to have them looking at me like all that because I'm not – my chest isn't out for you. you know? Oh, my
0: God. My this, chest is out for me. This <laughs> is wild because I always anticipated having this conversation one day on my podcast, and I never thought that it would be with a man. But that's, like – we're out here in 2020.
1: Yeah, it's not like a sob story. It's not like no, a, it's not a, a victim story. story, but it's also like that is a reality of uncomfortable interactions with women who aren't controlling their own inhibitions because uh, of a certain
0: well, appearance
1: the, standard that they think is inviting.
0: Everything you're saying is totally valid, and I think there might be also something to be said about the fact that you haven't been called out on your dress code, but I've been called out on mine. Like
1: that's also true,
0: right? We're just touching on the important issues right now, and I just didn't... This is an expose. Yeah, I didn't expect it.
1: Investigative journalism. I
0: didn't expect us to dive this deep. Maybe we should make it a little lighter?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's still pretty light.
0: I mean, I just...
1: The penis straws are just a bit much. I'm not trying to walk up to a table of grown-ass women sucking on (laughs) multicolored Easter pink dick straws. And they're, like, ordering their food clumsily, like, tonguing around at their beverages, trying to get this little dick in their mouth. And I'm like, you want the buttermilk fried chicken? Like, there's no fun part about it for me. I think it's ridiculous and stupid. I'm glad they're having fun, but at the same time, I'm like, there's a little dick in your mouth. Like, Like, and you all think it's hilarious. I'm like... I, it's okay, I'm glad they're having fun but at the same time the whole spectacle is like <laughs> absurd. It's like what is happening?
0: Bachelorettes are wild. Yeah and they're
1: fun and they're messy and they're they're ridiculous. Um,
0: but it's such a it's such a grab bag because they're either gonna tip super well. Or they're going to tip super shitty. I
1: hate when they withhold. They jokingly act like they're going to withhold the tip if I don't meet them at a bar downtown when I get off work.
0: That's never happened to me, so I can't relate to that. That's
1: happened more times than I can remember to me. Of them jokingly saying that they're going to cut my tip down if I don't tell them where I'm going to go after work. But what they don't know is I can't even drink, for one. I can't even hardly go to a bar without getting social anxiety for two. I'm like
0: Maybe you should tell them that. Y'all
1: have no idea who I am. Like it's funny how much of a perception people have of me or you as a server, of anyone as a server. They look at you, what you're wearing, how you're acting, and they get this whole idea of like who you are or what you do or what you're interested in.
0: I don't get as much of that, but like the bachelors when I'm waiting on them, they're just like, Where can we get drugs? Sure. It's not as much of like you have to come hang out with us after. It's like give us the number of someone who mm. can give us blow. Right. But it's so funny because it's just like the, I just laugh because when Tyler's waiting on bachelorette parties, I walk by them and more times than one, like multiple times, I've walked by and they're like, "I think our server's like kind of cute." <laughs> <laughs> And I go and tell him, I'm just like, Tyler, your table thinks you're cute. And he's like, I don't give a single fuck.
1: Lately, the joke that I make when people tell me that is um, I ask why no one wants to talk about my GPA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but they don't care about my dreams, though. My aspirations. Okay, what well, was I'm your GPA? Was it that impressive? No, it wasn't. That's why I serve tables.
0: <laughs> Listen, I had an excellent GPA and I, I still know. serve tables. Low, low,
1: low, low, low. Um, I just don't, like, care enough to have my appearance define me, and I get that it is what it is, and I look like what I look like, and, like, that's great, and I'm glad that people can appreciate it, but at the same time... Would you time... rather
0: be homely and disgusting looking? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
1: the, the, you jumped from homely all the way to disgusting. Um, I mean, no, it's like, it is what it is, I accept that, but at the same time, it doesn't define me, and... It comes with these expectations of who I'm supposed to be, especially in terms of like bachelorette parties where I can't be, um, myself. I'm being this like server version.
0: Do and you ever so, just tell them you're going to meet them out later and not? No. Why not?
1: Cause I'm not, uh, no.
0: we're here for the money. Tyler, just lie. No, we're all lying all the time. But just I keep it like, real and I do
1: keep it real with oh my
0: who cares? I'll
1: tell him I'm not coming out because that's not my scene and it's not what I do.
0: Tyler, and, um, just lie. Be like, there's
1: usually like a couple of girls, like at the one story I told where the three girls stayed back to apologize. Mm-hmm. For every big party of girls that's in there for a bachelorette party, there's a. it's a spectrum. There's like the wildest one, you know, like Katie might be the wildest in the bunch. And, and the then one
0: who's holding it down.
1: Mary might be like the, the timid, shy, thoughtful one. Who and like, she's driving. Probably. Yeah. And, um... You know, I might want to hang out with like the the one that's like three clicks away from from the chillest. You know, like someone that's a little—they're not like the chillest, calmest, but they're not the wildest, craziest. Because uh, I don't do well with wild and crazy party girls. That's not my scene. It's not who I am. I don't know how to handle those types. Not
0: my scene. It's not. That's what now. this episode's going to be called.
1: It's not my scene. It's not. <laughs> drunken, wild, crazy bachelorettes aren't my scene. I can't handle that shit
0: but speaking of lies yeah the last time michael was here and he asked me, (laughs) liar no he's not he's an excellent human
1: yeah michael's awesome
0: and i'm oh i'm so sad that he's gone um he him and i were talking about serving lies and what the biggest serving lie you've ever told was and i was like you're putting me on the spot because i couldn't at the time think of what the biggest lie i've told but i've told so many lies over the years sure and it came to me yesterday i was like oh this is a lie that i tell often and it's that your coffee is decaf when it's regular <laughs> that's <laughs> or, a common one or vice versa you know like if we yeah. have a especially
1: p- night shift serving cuz it's like right. the coffee's so spotty it's like who the fuck knows when this coffee was made or what it is
0: what about you got some serving lies other than i'm gonna come hang out with you later
1: um i don't tell that line i don't want to get their hopes up well
0: i think you should (laughs) (laughs) um but
1: um serving lies i'm trying to just think of one that i've told recently i mean
0: do you think that it's bad to tell people okay so if someone told me i think that it's okay to tell people that the coffee is regular when it's actually decaf but I don't think it's okay to tell people that it's decaf when it's actually regular. You know what I'm saying?
1: You won't tell someone that it's decaf when it's actually regular?
0: Right, because one is not going to affect them that much, and the other like, could or could not keep them up all night. Or sure, well, if they're yeah. old, like, give them a heart attack or something. Yeah, I don't want that on I my I mean, conscience. caffeine
1: gives me panic attacks if I get a little too carried away.
0: We're getting into all sorts of your like psychological issues.
1: I mean, I project a pretty laid back guy, but there's a lot going on in my head. Like,
0: I just want to unpack it all. <laughs> Let's talk about you.
1: Well, I'm trying to think of the biggest lie I've told. I mean, for sure, um lies about the food in terms of I worked at Olive Garden a decade ago and um in their shrimp scampi or like in their seafood alfredo, you know, they have the shittiest smallest marshmallow puff sized Scallops, you know, there's like really little ones and the really little shrimp, like the shittiest, most baby ass frozen dumb shrimp. And like people have asked me, oh, are these wild caught or these da da da? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm like, totally. Your Olive Garden shrimp are quality, you know. Um, so I think lying about the quality of the food or the the nature of where it came from. Um, when I worked at Sunny Point, that restaurant does insane volume. It's one of the most popular restaurants in the city, and I'm not trying to put them on blast right now, but at the same time they do have a garden and a lot comes out of that garden and they pay two or three full-time gardeners to come in there and set it up and grow it care about it tend to it which is awesome however that garden can only produce so much especially considering the volume that they're doing but they have the reputation of being like that local vibe that organic local regionally sourced blah 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 blah. so a lot of people think all of their produce is coming out of that garden which is like insanely laughable that's like not possible
0: that's what i tell people
1: but you t- yeah you let people believe it when i send it. them there yeah you just let them believe it and but that's because restaurants it's every a restaurant is an illusion not in a bad way it's just it's a part of the thing your server is an illusion the way we act is an illusion. We're not presenting ourselves authentically. We're presenting a, a different version of ourselves. The restaurant itself is presenting. It's all an illusion. It's all smoke and mirrors. Not in a nefarious, evil, tricky way, but it, you let people believe what they want. And that goes for everything from the server to the food to the atmosphere, you know? But that's a part of the experience you know, um, Restaurant not to get too deep into is it. Restaurant
0: an illusion. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. And true. You just make it a good
1: illusion. That's the idea is you make it the best illusion, the most delicious illusion you can.
0: And you and I, even having worked in restaurants still play into that illusion. I'm sure we still go to restaurants and we still mm-hmm. like buy into the experience.
1: Yeah. I like the experience of restaurants <laughs> with good ambiance, restaurants with, um, nice aesthetics and the vibe and like everything down to the plates and the, you know, I, I appreciate all of that. Um, music restaurants play. I really love restaurants that don't play standard restaurant music. Um restaurants that um Heiwa, downtown Heiwa, Shokudo, they'll play like lo-fi hip hop beats, like hip hop instrumentals, um, and while you eat your ramen. And um
0: I've never been there. Oh
1: it's so dope. And you're
0: making me want to go.
1: I love it. There's a little bar where you look out onto the street. It's like four seats on this little wooden countertop and you look out into the street and I went there with my ex um toward the end of our relationship when we were like in the throes of like the miserable you know decline and um (laughs) you know how it is we all we've all been oh
0: I am all too familiar but the
1: ambiance was incredible but the conversation Mm -hmm. and the content therein was like awful but but there was like a little bit of snow falling. It was really cold out. I think it was like December or January or something. And, um, sitting at the bar top, the countertop, looking into the street on a cold January night with the snow falling, with the hot ramen in front of me in this little ramen shop, um, with, ja- uh, with, with lo-fi hip hop beats playing. Um, it was a vibe. I fucked with it. Um, even in for how sad and, and, like upsetting the conversations were but
0: do you want to talk more about your breakup or (laughs) (laughs) no okay cool (laughs) it just seems like maybe you have some stuff you want to unpack she's a good
1: woman it just didn't work out
0: we can save that for another time we're nearing the end really yeah time flies when you're having fun yeah i I could talk forever exactly tyler i knew you would enjoy this
1: well i do like
0: talking about yourself radio
1: interviews and all sorts of shit this is not
0: a radio interview this is much more highbrow than that
1: it is (laughs) it is
0: let's talk about okay i'll give you the option we can talk about covid we can talk about your personal serving stories okay or we can talk about our first fight or we can talk about all three Um, i'll just cut out what sucks
1: we can start with um
0: i can't believe you're washing your glasses right now you look so important
1: uh pff, trust me, if, you, if the <laughs> listeners could see me right now with my two different brand, different flavored sparkling waters uh, and my blue light glasses. <laughs>
0: me with my two Trulies on the verge of being hammered <laughs> you yeah. were...
1: The, a meeting of the minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are two different kinds of people in the world. Um,
1: so there's one... St- we can start with stories about serving. Yeah, um, let's hear it. Well, so what kind of stories do you want? You want, like, funny...
0: I want your favorites, whether they're okay. funny or sad
1: oh, wow. okay. or horrifying. Well, I'll start with a funny one with some okay. levity. Um, when I was working at Olive Garden, um, I was serving uh, two-top, um, a guy and his girlfriend in their 20s. The boyfriend had a lazy eye, which... You know, whatever. You just learn to do... You know, know, as a server, it's like you don't make things obvious that you, like, notice things, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Um, I got their drinks. Everything was regular. I came back (coughs) to get their food order. And I casually asked, All right, are we ready to order? What on the menu caught your eye? And this guy is sitting there across from his girlfriend, and he slowly lowers the menu down from his face... And he glares up at me with his lazy eye and his regular eye, looking furious. He looked so angry that I phrased it that way. And I obviously had no intention in phrasing that way. It was just, That's just something people say, what caught your eye. Uh, but this guy looked, I mean, he looked furious. Um, and his girlfriend was uncomfortable, and I was like...
0: I feel like if you have a lazy eye, you should be used to people asking what caught your eye, and like you should be over yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's just a phrase, <laughs> you know. And I guess I could have avoided it if I had thought that hard, but I was just talking, and mm-hmm. um, I felt bad that I offended him. But also, like, come on, man, you know I'm not coming at you like that in front of your girl. I like, guess like why the fuck would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. That's not. But me.
0: he doesn't know you, and maybe you're a piece of shit.
1: I might be. Who doesn't care about his tip? A piece of shit that's like. I'm going to throw away my opportunity at a decent $7 tip just to get in (laughs) shots at this dude's eye, uh, (laughs) which is not the case. But, um, that was a funny, awkward interaction that I had a long time ago. I feel like uh, in telling stories about service, it's always nice to tell. I like to tell the one about the bachelorettes who give me anxiety, um, (laughs) just to talk on that concept, uh, that reality that is, you know, for some people. Yeah. Uh, the i one is a good one um the end i have endless stories about people um primarily like white people clumsily handling their curiosity uh or contempt for uh my racial ambiguity
0: yeah Um, Ness spoke on that
1: yeah endless stories with that um People are weird and clumsy and awkward and don't know how to handle those conversations or their curiosity with they,
0: them. What is there to handle? No Why idea. should there even be a handling of that conversation? Just fucking leave it alone. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've had an uh, old man at Vinny's tell me that he hated Japs before I even finished my greet. He interrupted my greet. and um, No. Uh, I mean, he actually, the rest of the meal went fine. He just needed to let me know. He probably was like a World War II vet. He was just an older man. Um, with his wife, and he interrupted my greet and was like, "You're a uh, you're Japanese," and I was like, "Huh? Good call." I was like, "Most people don't identify it like out outright," and um, and then he was like, "Yeah, I hate Japs."
0: Oh my god! And
1: then he and his wife just sat there very uh, quietly, and I started laughing because I don't know what the fuck to say, and um, and then I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go get your drinks and get this started," and the rest of the meal went normal. But he just needed to, like, get it out of the way. He just needed to let me know that up front. Um, But there's nothing I can really say or do um, because you're kind of, like, being held hostage by your job. You can't really do anything to these people. You can't say anything. Um,
0: You can tell management.
1: Yeah, but, you know, for me personally, uh, it doesn't need to go to that level. Because of my childhood, basically, I grew up in an area where my ethnic ambiguity... My heritage was, like, a really big deal, and uh, I dealt with a lot of attention for that, negative attention for that. Um, so now that I'm, like, an adult, um, now that I'm grown, it's, you know, I'm like, it's that guy didn't ruin my night in saying that. You know, he I when that stuff happens, I am like, oh, cool, another good story where I can use, because they're funny stories. I think they're funny stories. I didn't really take that, that that personally. Most of the time, um, I don't get that bothered. Um,
0: I think that's horrifying.
1: I mean, it sucks, yeah. But you you get used to these things, for better or for worse. You know, that's its own conversation. But you do adapt, and you get used to it, um, and used to maneuvering it and just, like, forgetting about it yeah, while you're serving, because it's, like, whatever. Uh, I had a woman at Olive Garden uh, at a six-top. She was, like... Uh, she asked me where I was from I was like 22 at the time and I was like I'm um, from America and she was like no but like you know like where are you from and I was like from Maryland I was like I was born in Maryland and she was like huh but you got them Chinese eyes and everyone at this table was like looking at this woman like what are you doing like leave this guy alone and um i mean i have endless stories like i can't even i've forgotten more of these stories than i remember you just learn to like wash them off and you know don't revisit them
0: have you ever defended yourself or clapped back at any of these situations No, really not that you would be expected to because like your job and money
1: no i usually just let it wash off i don't i don't make time for it i'm like whatever I mean, if there, if if it was a situation where I was in like regular clothes on my own time, it would be different. But usually, it's you're in the heat of service. It's busy. You got like eighty things already in your head. You're you not know? even
0: processing it. Yeah,
1: you just it, you know because you don't really process any of the things your tables mm-hmm. say on a personal level because you're in this mechanical mode where you're just like doing tasks to receive money. And if it's busy, you have this running list in your head of the things you know you need to get to. So for me to prioritize making time to try to educate. Um, someone on their clumsy handling of their curiosity about my ethnicity. It's like, you know.
0: Right. We don't have five hours to unpack yeah, this. I don't got
1: time for this. You know, I've had tables make betting pools on my race and then ask me at the end Shut of up. the meal. Yeah. That was at a... That would have been an eight top. Oh, Actually, no. I think that was a two... An eight top of two that was sitting at 35... What is 35 now? Um, with the bench. They asked me at the end of the meal... As I dropped the check, they were like, "One question: uh, What's your heritage?" And I was like, "Japanese." And they all had like this big response. Some people were like, "Oh," and some people were like, "Yeah, got it." And um, this gay couple, uh, these two, this, these two gay men, were like, "Like, I knew it!" Like pointing at their aunt or their mom or something, and were like, "Like, I told you he was Japanese." And it's like they're not trying to be offensive, but it is strange that that was even like a part of the experience because. A lot of different types of people can relate to the, the thought that you're not thinking actively about what you look like or how you appear to people. You're just being yourself. You're just existing. But it's weird when you get taken out of that mindset and realize that there's all this context that people are seeing you with um, just by you existing. And I think a lot of different kinds of people, men, women, different races, can relate to that feeling of, of when you're kind of like shaken and taken out of your own personal autonomy and reminded that you are other or different or um a conversation topic that you're different enough to be like a part of the, the dinner table conversation because they're just so curious you know
0: um but yeah i feel gross that's eh, not that i feel like i need to take a shower <laughs> no
1: I don't. oh my flip-flop um <laughs> <laughs> i don't like
0: i hate uh
1: it's uncomfortable it's clumsy it's awkward it's stupid it's ignorant but i've dealt with so much worse than my childhood that that kind of stuff isn't even like Yeah, but
0: that doesn't make to... it okay no it doesn't i've said it before on my episode with ness and i'll say it again like please never ask a server what they are
1: <laughs> and if they say american just settle
0: or just don't ask. Why would you? We're I have no idea. we're there for half an hour, forty-five minutes tops to provide you with a very surface level interaction, like let's not make it any more than that. And as someone who's known you for a year, I don't think I ever asked you what you were. Why fucking would I? No. Doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: it doesn't really matter. It's all contextual, but asking your server that context within that context is, is uh random and stupid. Um,
0: I hate people
1: but if I'm hanging out with people that are my friends like obviously I don't care like I can joke about it and I can have people tease me about it if I'm friends with them I don't give a shit like it's fine it's just all about context and who that person is to you who you are to that person but if I am just a server to that person uh, and they're just a customer to me then it doesn't need to come up it's pointless and weird Um, most of the time just clumsy curiosity and just people being awkward and stupid um
0: i'm awkward and stupid and that's that's a different level of awkward and stupid
1: yeah i mean it is what it is all
0: right kicker <sighs> of ice
1: a what, what kicker is? of ice kick or of ice?
0: kicker of ice
1: oh 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 the way i kick ice around
0: why do you do that
1: i have no idea it's just one of the random things i do
0: You want to talk about that? How you kicked ice at our manager, at our new manager? I didn't know
1: who he was at the time. (laughs) (laughs) He was just this dude guy in the server alley, and I was just fucking around. And
0: Tyler likes to pick up ice, throw it into the air, and kick it at who the fuck ever might be around. Yeah,
1: or just I just kick it generally, and then there's always like it's in a narrow server alley, so it hits people. But it's like I'm just kind of generally kicking it anywhere. Um, I'll. I just throw it all over the place. I don't even know. I feel like management should, like, not like me, considering the <laughs> some of the things I do and the goofy-ass ways I am at restaurants, but... I don't like um, you
0: considering some of the things you do at restaurants. Right. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, well, you've trained all the new people to, like, talk shit at me. I've been having to, like, recorrect <laughs> them and tell them, like, this isn't a thing. Like, I'm like... I've literally told two of them, like...
0: It's not...
1: Like, I know y'all think that this is how it works around here that everyone just puts Tyler down and (laughs) criticizes him and mocks him and makes fun of him for no reason. But I'm like, y'all have known me a week. You don't get to put me down. That's what Michael
0: said, too. Michael was like, some of these new trainees are a little too comfy for me. Like, they're making jokes about him, too. They and talk a lot of shit. Yeah. It's because they see. They're like, oh, this is a way to get, like, some easy laughs. Some easy,
1: like. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen me come back with barbs or any of my own. Like, psh, I'll start making fun of them see how they feel. Let's go.
0: So, Tyler kicks ice. If you asked me to, like, give you the Sparks Notes version of Tyler as a server, it's, like, kicks ice. Uh, unbuttoned shirt. Okay. Always in the way.
1: I mean, I'm moving my pace. I know I'm moving my speed. No
0: one's asking you to move at a quick pace. I'm just asking you true. to not be in the way.
1: Well, if you're moving at a not fast pace, but not slow pace, you're going to be naturally in the way of people that are rushing around. No,
0: Tyler, because it's the end of the night and there's no one else around. And for some reason, when I have the mop in my hand, you want to stand in the server alley. I'm probably
1: bringing pictures in. I'm like ready to mop or. I've got a reason.
0: I'm ready to mop. I've got my mop and my floor break. And I'm just like, I shouldn't have to ask you to move.
1: You should just move. I'm probably
0: doing something. You should see that I have a mop in my hand and be like, oh, Jenna's mopping. It's time for me to like take a couple steps to the side. But I say that and it's like one of my favorite things about you. It frustrates me to no end, but it like
1: i'm looking for things to do still like i said i'm not the fastest but i'm steady and consistent and i do stick it out to the end
0: one last thing did you want to talk about the only fight we ever got in that you thought was a fight but i didn't think was a fight which one are
1: we talking about
0: i'm thinking about the time where i yelled at you i was like why am i such a bitch at work I what don't did know. you yell at me i was like are you really just gonna leave that there
1: oh yeah yeah and you were like not
0: now jenna yeah i was
1: really busy i had a lot going on i was actually kind of pressed in that moment i was actually like kind of which
0: you don't ever get weeded because you you are so lax yeah
1: usually i well i i am technically weeded most servers would probably look at mike's condition and go that guy's weeded but in my mind i'm like i'm taking my time anyways um you're only weeded if you care you're only weeded if you Want to stress about it? Weed is I'm, a
0: figment of the imagination.
1: It is. It is like it's all gonna happen. And um, so in that situation, I had a lot going on, and I was feeling the pressure. I was like, "Whoopsie, a little too chill there for a moment. Need to kind of tighten up and you know, figure this out and get some shit done." Um, and so yeah, I wasn't really trying to hear you. Um, <laughs> I think I left a pitcher somewhere. I like set a pitcher down where it didn't go, and I, I was gonna leave it there. And uh, and I think you were trying to be funny for Will. I think Will was standing there. And um,
0: I was not trying to be funny for Will. I was trying to tell you that picture doesn't go there.
1: Yeah, I was just letting you know I don't have time to worry about that right now, <laughs> that I'm taking liberties.
0: The with... funny part about it, though, is not even that. The funny part about it is that you were like, I'm sorry we just got in that fight. Like, Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize we were in a fight until well, you told me.
1: I responded that way because I, while you didn't... I thought it
0: was hilarious.
1: right. But I was stressed, so I was actually kinda like heated about it. <laughs> but that, that also happened with the drink thing like two weeks ago. Drink um, thing. Yeah, it was my first time on that outside far patio in the street. <gasps> and Did we have
0: another fight that I wasn't aware about?
1: You were being weird about these drinks. Because you had a ticket up, I had a ticket up, but one of the tickets was mine and done.
0: Oh, yeah. But you were, like, moving the
1: tickets around trying to tell me what drinks were and weren't mine. But, like, they were all mine and I was really busy and stressed out and you were, like, halting me from just taking my (laughs) drinks. And you were, like, moving the tickets and switching the drinks saying, this is this and this is this. And I was, like, what? No. And then... And then Zoe came by, Zoe was bartending and Zoe came by and then was like, Jenna, what are you doing? And then Zoe reorganized the drinks to how they were. And then you were like talking to her about what you thought the real situation was. And then I told you to look at the damn ticket times. I was like, and I was like, well, you can just look at the ticket times to see whose drinks these belong to. And then I put them on a tray and I walked off and and then immediately felt bad because I threw shade at you.
0: I don't even pick up the shade
1: because I wasn't really, you know, that was like work shade because I get very, you know, I'm not really trying to like be a dick, but at no, the same I time, be- I was I feel like, like I should be up. able to pick up the shade. <clears throat> I was like, back off.
0: This is what happened. Not that this matters, but I can explain it to you now. We're in a controlled setting. I had rang in some um, training drinks and mm-hmm. the drinks that she put down just happened to be the training drinks. That I rang in. So I was like, oh, this is why this is mixed up. is because he thinks it's his ticket, but actually it's these training drinks. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to make that known to you and you weren't having any of it. So well, because that's, cause that's not what it was. It's not what it was. I was <laughs> wrong. I can admit when I was wrong.
1: I was just really busy and didn't have time. I didn't feel like I had time for all of that interaction. And I was in the act of putting them on my tray, and you were, like, actively, like, reorganizing them. And I was so busy. I was like, get the fuck away from my drinks. Like, Whoa! Like, like, let me take these drinks out.
0: I just think it's funny that I can't, like, recognize when death is staring me in the face. I just wasn't
1: throwing that hard of shade.
0: Any time that, like, we have gotten in a fight, I haven't realized we were in a fight.
1: Well, usually I end up stressed, throw the most least shady shade But then come back around and apologize regardless to make sure. Maybe you should
0: throw more shade if you want people to know you're throwing shade. I don't want
1: people to know I'm throwing shade. The only people I throw shade at really is probably you. That's because we're on that level where we're like outside of work friends. So we know each other on that level, you know?
0: Mm. Acquaintances. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) I think that's um, all the time we have. Should we cheers our empty cans?
1: i mean i still got some in it
0: i'm finally i finally horn swagled you into recording with me happy birthday that was like a week ago but thank you
1: well this is part of the gift there's something else coming but yeah
0: what what is it tell me now
1: i'm not gonna tell you now point? But
0: all right we can end on that note okay <laughs>